Welcome back to the Sunday Roast. How's it going, guys? How the hell are you? How are your weeks? How are your hearts? And how are your heads? Guys, it's been another minute. How are you doing? How are you finding life in the abyss and the unknown and all of the usual bloody bullshit? I'm doing all right. Doing okay. Back on the fitness ting. So if there's any like personal trainers out there that want to sort of offer up themselves uh, to train me, let me know. Get in touch. Any gyms also. Basically, anything free, I will do. I'm willing to forego integrity and respect for short-term gratification and benefits, okay? Welcome back to Amazon Prime, you know what I mean? That sort of, all the above. Anyway, before we get into the subject that I would like to discuss today, oh, shite, yeah, Patreon. Uh, Patreon.com forward slash Mark Megan. Guys, thank you so much for all of the support. If it wasn't for you, the show wouldn't come out of the oven and into the oven and all of the rest every single week. So please support me, Patreon.com forward slash Mark Megan. That's also where you can get things like personalized roasts for your friends, birthday videos, etc., etc. It was easier to bundle everything onto that platform rather than using disparate forms of communication. So if you have any interest in all of the above, please subscribe to the Patreon. Now, onwards and inwards. Today we are looking at small talk with Irish people, right? Because I fundamentally believe whenever we the coronavirus took a hold on the world, the Irish government should have realised that as a matter of all of us sort of spending more and more time in our local area, on foot, walking around our neighbourhoods, districts, communities, what have you, that we would also be encountering a lot of people, right? And there should have been some sort of I don't know, like legislation put in place so people knew how to conduct themselves. Ultimately, they've revealed themselves not to, right? But you'll have to bear with me because something else has been on my mind this week that it would be remiss for me not to mention. And before the pitchforks are picked up, hear me out, okay? Women. No, no, actually no. But... I was coming through, I've moved house recently to a different neighbourhood and I was walking through the village the other day, right? And I was aware on the main road that there was this car essentially crawling through, like through the village at like minus five Mupaha, okay? And I looked a little bit closer and realised that there was an old woman driving the car. Initially, I genuinely thought it was like two toddlers on top of each other's shoulders in an overcoat because her head didn't come above the steering wheel, right? Her two arms were gripped to it, like genuinely gripped to it. And her face was just like stuck to the steering wheel. You could just about see the rim of her Coca-Cola bottle glasses going above the steering wheel. She like, she, she shouldn't have been driving, right? She should not have been driving. Totally unacceptable. She had a squint on her face that initially I thought, is she doing a racist impression? But then actually she had a squint on her face because it wasn't even, it wasn't even sunny. It wasn't even sunny, but she was obviously focusing that hard. It was like me trying to do long division or watching a video of my own conception. Honest to God. She, like this woman was completely overwhelmed, way out of her depth, right? And I'm not blaming her. I'm not blaming her, but this is, she's a danger, a threat to herself and to society on the whole. She's going to cause an accident. She's going to cause an accident. How the hell do the family 
let her out like that. And I'm not refer- like let her out. That sounds like I'm talking like about a dog or something. You know I don't. You know I don't mean that. I'm just saying like who is at the helms of her life? Who is allowing that to occur? Because it's outrageous. You know, I don't like the family of hers. Right. They probably don't trust her. They probably don't trust her to find the toilet in the local pub. They take her for a Sunday roast every week. Right. Yet they think that she's going to be able to parallel park on the autobahn. It's absolute madness. It's totally unfair on her as well. You can just imagine them, you know. All right. So uh, after lunch, now, Nula, you're you're happy to head off. Drive on. She lives out in Rohini, guys. Come on, she's fine. She's. You're happy to head out on yourself now, are you? Um, well, actually, yeah, no. I had the two sherrys. Ah, go on, good. She's mad, isn't she? She's, gosh, she's still on there. She's honestly, she's, she's smashed you. She'll outlive us all. No, she won't. No, she won't. Okay, Maraid? She won't. Nula is 89, right? She's got more veins than a bloody bodybuilder's gym. Okay, and that's just her toe. You, on the other hand, are 54 and you've just started playing bridge. So anyway, she won't outlive us all. And also, she doesn't want to drive home to Rahini. This is madness, okay? And then as she's going down, because her face, because her face is glued to the steering wheel for the whole drive home, you can just hear this perpetual, she's beeping the horn constantly. The only, the only time it stops is whenever, like, she sneezes or her teeth falls out. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> fucking Murray Mint coughs up onto the dashboard. It's absolutely outrageous. Alas. That is not why we came here today. We didn't come here to watch Mark Megan verbally punch pensioners and their bloody inability to drive. Particularly when you take into account he who cast the first stone. I still can't drive, which I know is mortifying. I'm actually thinking of taking drive. Anyway, not relevant. The reason we are here today is to discuss the casual conversations we are forced to have with one another on a daily occurrence, given the fact we're all occupying the same space in a much more concentrated fashion than we ever have done before. If, like me, you like going out for walks, I know, who'd have thunk it? I like to go out for a nightly walk and a daily walk and a morning walk by myself. It's where I do most of my thinking and also most of my walking, right? I like to listen to music, which for some bizarre reason, people don't seem to have managed to grasp the concept yet that if you have earphones in, there's a certain chance you may be occupied and listening to something. People just come up and start talking to you and then you have to do the awkward thing of like half take out one of your earphones whilst at the same time scramble to find your phone to pause the porn or music that you were listening to, you know? So I had an encounter the other night with two fellas on the pier. Very nice guys, right? Don't want to reveal their names, so I'll give them fake names, okay? First guy was called Casey Phelan. No, that's, sorry, that's actually, I can't say that because that's actually a legitimate guy that I know. Lovely guy as well. No, okay, okay, different name, Robbie. Robbie Phelan. Oh, God, that's his brother. Anyway, I met the two of them on the pier and we stopped from lovely guys. And do you know what the first thing they said to me was? 
So you're just out for a walk, are you? Excuse me? You're just out for a walk, are you? Uh, yeah, yeah, I am. No, no, I'm actually water skiing. Did you not notice the two massive fucking water skateboards beneath my shins and the motorboat hurtling down Dunleary Pier at 140 Mubaha? Like, what the hell is going on here? But anyway, then we had that awkward, like, stop and like a 30 second, yeah, Jesus, the wall, the weather, we're out in the world. Do you know what I mean? And then, yeah, we'll catch up soon and off, off we went. And lovely guys, we arranged to see each other soon for dinner, which won't happen. But like, there should be a sort of etiquette developed where you don't really, you should just be able to not just go over the Harrier. Or like, you know, when you're in rural Ireland and you just raise your two fingers above the steering wheel if you see somebody. That should be the etiquette for when you see somebody out walking now, because obviously we're all embracing the outdoors to such a frequent extent that we're constantly bumping into people that we somewhat know. But such is not the case. Lots of people have yet to grasp that. They feel like it's almost a social faux pas if you pass a person on Dunleary Pa without saying, hello, you know? It drives me up the wall. To the extent that I've now realised there are three different types of people. And you encounter them no matter where you are in Ireland. But there are three different types of people in terms of the small talk, the banality of it, the, to- the, the utter idiocy of the small talk conversations. But they can go in one or th- of three, they can go, sorry, just having a little mini stroke here, one sec. Does anybody else smell burnt toast? Anyway, let's just cut straight to it. The first type of person that you encounter, they're the sort of, we, I think these people are definitely the worst. They're the sort of like nosy, but sort of pretend not to be nosy type people. You know the type. They sort of like surreptitiously are asking really invasive questions, but they'll sort of bookend it with mundanity just to get away with it. Like, ah, Jesus, Jesus, Marco, how are you getting on? No one calls me Marco unless we're in a swimming pool and someone's pretending to be blind. OK, no one calls me Marco. Anyway, Jesus, Marco, how are you getting on? Fuck, you look great. Were you away? Yeah, you were. Well, any plans for Christmas? Listen, how much is your house? You know those type of people? They're the worst. And they sort of fall into the same category as the begrudgers. You know, you meet them. And within 45 seconds, you've only stood beside them on a street corner for 45 seconds. And you've done that sort of awkward chat where, like, you're telling them about various things. And they're just doing that. (laughs) Not that deep. Like, (laughs) If you're telling them something, something sad, what, what is that with Irish people? Oh, and you heard uh, his wife's, yeah, she's not doing great. <gasps> Why can't you just say, yeah, yeah, no, I heard that, it's awful. <gasps> anyway, like, in, within the 45 seconds of conversation, they've managed to absolutely annihilate half of your family and various people you know. It's absolutely unforgivable. These people are locusts. They're absolute scumbags. And you witness it because they're so shameless. You'd be standing with them, okay? And they'll, they'll be standing there looking to you, but they're all, they're, they're one of those people that even when they're having a conversation with you, they're, they've always got one eye elsewhere to see, is there somebody better or more interesting or important coming into the source of, coming onto stage that I could uh, embrace? And they'd be, you'd be there walking, you'd be standing there talking to them. And then you can just see them. Oh, Jesus, look. It's Peter Duffy. Fucking size of him. He's piled it on here. No, it's honestly, it's on hell. Ah, Peter. How are you getting on? Jeez, you look great. Have you, have you, you were working out? 
Now, any, any plans for Christmas? Listen, how much is your house? You know, you know these people. They're deplorable. They're absolutely disgusting. And they always do that. They do the lean in. I think I've talked about this before, about the old, the old fellas in the pub when they're about to say something sexist. But, like, they do the lean in. They get real close. You know, you can actually taste the Teddy's ice cream off their breath. And they literally lean, lean in. They go, now, listen, um, you didn't hear this from me. Uh, well, sorry, 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 sorry. I didn't yet. Okay, I didn't yet hear this from you, but I'm about to. Now, honestly, you won't say this to anybody because I've only told a few of the girls down at tennis. Um, the last eight people I bumped into on the pier there, and then I did a couple of TikToks about it. But you know, you heard um, his wife's not well again. Ah, Jesus! He's like, come on. Come on, have a modicum of morality and empathy for other individuals in the world. What the hell is going on here? They're also so utterly two-faced and just riddled with double standards. I mean, they'd be talking to you and you heard my uh, Mary. Well, sorry, couldn't be Mary because nobody under the age of 60 is called Mary these days. But like, you heard my Aoife, uh, she's now working for the Facebook I'll drop the old there, there, please. But yeah, she's working with Facebook, cool. And then, um, what's his name? Breffin, he's in, uh, he's in LinkedIn. Is he? Yeah, good, good stuff. Cheers for this information. Uh, no, no, I think it's great now, you know. And like, look, people can say what they want about these companies, but you know, they've got bloody mini fridges and fussball tables, you know. What more could you want? Well, proper corporate tax rates, perhaps. Well, anyway, don't be mentioning tax now. You heard, um, you know that, uh, what's that guy's name? Dennis, is it? Yeah, you know, he does the odd jobs. Life hasn't really dealt him a great deck. Yeah, no, I know, Dennis. He's a lovely fellow, yeah. Yeah, well, anyway, he came in to do our bathroom the other day, right? And now, he gave us a great deal. I mean, it's cheaper than anything else you can get. And he's a complete craftsman, you know. He gave us a... He did a wonderful job. The place looks fabulous. Here, I'll get the phone out. Don't get the phone out. But anyway, continue with your story. So he came over to your house, did a really good job in your bathroom. Yeah, and anyway, we had to pay him in cash... Okay, well, you know, fair enough. The guy's just done you a really good deal and, you know, he's given you a sort of trades and price and stuff. That's, that's incredibly good. Well, he was barely out the drive when we reported in revenue. I just won't tolerate that. No, it's, it's disgusting. second category of casual conversationalists that we're about to explore are arguably my favourite considering they're the least offensive of the lot. They're the sort of people that exist, you know, and I'm, I'm literally, something is going wrong with my brain today where I'm sending the message from my brain to my mouth, but nothing comes out. Anyway, Christ, it's hard doing this job. Anyway, no, stop now. I've had two coffees. Stop, back in the room. Um. These are the people that sort of exist only in like, not necessarily catchphrases, but sort of like, they don't say anything with their words. So you know that they're not listening. So they'll come down and they'll stop and they feel socially obligated to ask you about your life and your family and your friends, etc. if you have any, but they just have that glazed overlook. They're usually like your dad's friend. You know what I mean? And he doesn't know your name. He doesn't know your name, but he'll see you and he'll get a, like a glimmer of recognition across his face. And he's, you know, he's looking at you and he's thinking, oh, that's, yeah, I better, 
How are you? Oh, there he is. And they say something like that, you know. Jesus, it's himself. Well, it is, yeah. You know, anything that he says could actually be perceived to be relatively philosophical if you were to see it written down, but it must be himself, is it? It is, yeah. How are you getting on, Pat? You all right? Oh, yeah. Not too bad now yourself. So what are you getting up to now yourself? Um, yeah, I'm actually good, yeah. Just sort of working away, doing the podcast, really trying to trying to help that grow, you know, build up the followers on patreon.com forward slash Mark Megan. Oh, yeah. Sure, you know yourself. What? Oh, yeah. You know yourself. What do you mean I know myself? But like, are you like Eckhart Tolle or something? This is very philosophical or it's very stupid. Ah, sure, you know yourself. What? You, of course I know myself. Like, if there's a question mark after this, I'm happy to sit down and do ayahuasca with you and disc- discuss this and explore it. But like, ah, sure, know yourself. And then you just realise he's actually clocked out. He's mentally chalked out, clocked out. So you could say anything. And uh, how was your, uh, you know, your one you're always knocking around with? Who, my sister? Yeah, no, she's she's actually just gotten trampled by a wild goat in Herbert Park. She's dead. Oh, yeah, you don't bring a dog to a disco. What? You don't bring a dog to a disco. Anyway, I'd say you're still playing the old, um, you know, and he does that with his hand. He's just thinking of sports. You're still playing the old, what, my banjo string? Yeah, I am. Yeah, most nights. Anyway, off you go, Pat. Suffice to say, let's not let them occupy the fortresses of our mind because they're so inoffensive and utterly irrelevant that those encounters really just sort of recede into the back of the memory bank, never to be explored again. But the ones that are worth exploring, that are only a close second to the begrudgers, I told you something's wrong with me, begrudgers slash nosy people, are the South Side Dublin jocks you know the ones you know the types always in groups always in groups because going for a walk and an ice cream with just one of the lads to them is the equivalent of fellatio they literally perceive getting a 99 to be some sort of camp activity you know the types you damn you know the types the gang of lads Eight boys wide, covering more pavement than a group of wayward Spanish students wandering down Grafton Street in summers long ago. More biscuits than a community cake sale. By the way, is there some sort of, like, gathering they have that I'm not privy to? Like a sort of AGM of biscuits, where they sit at a round table and handpick next year's lexicon. You know, the words that they're going to be using for the following year. I mean, you can just imagine it. The sort of, the judge, like, banging his gavel on the table. Order. Order. Young O'Sullivan has a question. Speak up, O'Sullivan. Um, well, I was just sort of thinking, like, for, you know, autumn, winter, um, we could say a word like, uh, like, dees. Use it in a sentence, O'Sullivan. I make her snappy. We've got lives to lead and wives to mislead. Um, okay. Well, kind of putting me on the spot here, but I, I like suppose something like you know, uh, her her tits were dees, or uh, you know, that food was dees, or even uh, just like dees. You know what, O'Sullivan? You got Moxie, and I like Moxie. Dees it is. And there's a, there's, a, there's a chorus around the room of, <laughs> then you just hear a little voice from the back. Um, wait, wait a second, wait a second. Someone didn't agree. Who is that? 
Megan, what seems to be the problem, Megan? Well, like, I was just thinking, you know, um, maybe, you know, we could use, like, a few words to describe our, you know, thoughts, feelings, food, and emotions, just for a bit of variety, like. Get them, guys. <laughs> All of a sudden, the fists rain down upon me to the extent I have to retreat back to my bedroom and start a podcast. <laughs> for my mental health and I don't think it's very good for anybody's at the moment so yeah I'm gone from Twitter but Instagram you can still catch me there hope you're all doing well keep sending me messages of your ideas for shows photos of wherever you listen to the show it's really really nice thank you all so much take care of yourselves and I will see you next week all the best